I am excited and thankful and glad to be here with you this morning. It is a great privilege to come into the house of the Lord and to worship Him today. Let's give Him the best day of worship we've ever given Him. It has nothing to do with weather, clothes, circumstances at home. It has everything to do with your heart and what flows through it, through your mouth, to Him. Let's give Him our hearts and our lips today in every way that we can and glorify Him, the ruler of nations and king of kings, with all the glory that He deserves. He has saved us, blessed us, prospered us, honored us, helped us, given us a reprieve, and He has sent His Son to be our Savior and the Lord of glory, and He's coming soon to take us to heaven. And let's just rejoice in Him today. Overlook the pastor if he drags you down. Lift up your own hearts and encourage yourselves in the Lord in all that we do this day. Let's open our Bibles to Isaiah 37, which hopefully many or most of you read last evening. Isaiah 37. I want to be brief with this passage and another passage and encourage us as to what we're doing today. If you read Isaiah 37 last night, it's about Hezekiah receiving the letter from Rabshakeh, the representative of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, the most powerful empire on earth at that point in time, and how he laid that letter before the Lord. But I want to show you the power of prayer. If you don't believe that our praying last Sunday had results this past week, you should go home right now. We won't miss you. We promise. Because you don't believe in prayer. We prayed that the Lord would show our land a little mercy. And He showed us a little mercy. I said a little mercy. But He showed us a little mercy. You can emphasize either one of those words that you choose to, worship, to, to uh, emphasize. Isaiah 37, verse 1. It came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, that Sennacherib and his armies were coming, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth, and this is what we have done this morning. He went into the house of the Lord. We have come into the house of the Lord. If we look at verse 4, he has sent his messengers to Isaiah the prophet in order to pray for them. So it says in the last part of verse 4, Hezekiah asking Isaiah, Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that is left. We are part of a remnant in America, and we are here today, and we're going to pray that God will lift up this remnant and help this remnant by prayer. Notice the emphasis on prayer. In verse 14, Hezekiah receives the letter from the hand of the messengers from the Assyrians and read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord, which is what we've done this morning, and spread it before the Lord. And we're going to spread our situation in America before the Lord. Verses 16 through 20 describe his prayer, and it's wonderful, and I'm not going to take the time to read it. You read it, I hope. It is a wonderful prayer. Verse 22 is his God's wonderful answer, which I delight in, and I hope you delight in it, because we had some of this in America this past week. This is the word which the Lord hath spoken concerning him. That is Sennacherib and Rabshakeh, the virgin. That's us, his virgin church. The virgin 
the daughter of Zion hath despised thee and laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem hath shaken her head at thee. And many Christians feel vindicated, honored, and defended a little bit today because a choice was made this past week that slapped down the God, most godless elements of our society. What happened this past week doesn't mean our nation's going to change wholesale. It's not the proof of a revival, but it was a slapping down of blaspheming, loud-mouthed, bigoted enemies of Jesus Christ and his gospel. So I love this verse. This is how God speaks when he is defending his church. Verses 36 through 38 describe what he did by destroying the Assyrian army, 185,000 and then Sennacherib, when he went home to inquire and worship in the temple of his God, they were, he was totally shocked out of his mind when they got up in the morning and there were 185,000 dead corpses. And so was this world as Tuesday night went on to realize that there still is somewhat of a silent majority in this country that spoke up and won by God's grace because he manipulates voters and kings. And we're going to pray today that he'll manipulate that king, our president-elect Trump, in the days to come. Was the, was the situation of a nation changed in Isaiah 37? In one night, a huge change for Israel and against Assyria. Huge change. You can call it political intrigue. This is the greatest political manual that's ever been written. This Bible describes the history of politics, nations, and kings from the beginning to the very end that's not even happened yet. We know where Europe came from. We know it all from this Bible. And we serve a great God. I'm, out of, I'm, a, I'm beside myself wanting to rejoice with you today and not to let up for the hours that we're together today. Let's bless His holy name. This Assyria was put on its head. Israel was lifted up over it by prayer when they went into the house of the Lord. And we've come into the house of the Lord. Now turn back to Nehemiah. Nehemiah, our brother Newell's favorite, one of his favorite books and his, one of his favorite characters in the Bible. Nehemiah, 185,000 died from a nation or empire that was probably had a population of 10 million. That's a huge percentage. When we lost 60,000 or thereabouts in Vietnam, we were a nation of 240 million. I mean, it was a huge loss. And it said by the time the Lord said in Isaiah 10, if you read that last evening, the last verse, verse 19, by the time I get done with your army, a child will be able to write them. Right. You know, children can't write big numbers but they could write the army of Sennacherib because the Lord took out 185,000 battle-hardened soldiers that had come against Jerusalem. His daughter, the virgin daughter of Zion, hath despised thee. And we despise the other half of this nation. And we despise most of what's in our half. But we're a very small remnant, and the Lord made changes this week to give us a little reprieve for repentance, as our brother in St. Louis wants to describe it. An R for an R. Reprieve for repentance. Amen. Nehemiah. He gets word in verses 1 through 3 that the situation in Jerusalem is bad. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down from their rebuilding efforts. So what does he do? Verse 4. It came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept 
Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 4. After he hears the bad news, it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Nehemiah 1.4. This is before he stands before the king. Then verse 11. Here's the, here's the conclusion of his prayer. He did this for four months. O Lord, verse 11 of chapter 1, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. The king Darius, Artaxerxes Ahasuerus, call him anything you wish, Darius the Great, for I was the king's cupbearer. Let me find mercy in the sight of this man. So we come over to chapter 2, and uh, he's bearing the cup to the king, and he's sad. And the king asked him in verse 2, why are you sad? You've never been sad before. Then was I very sore afraid to hear such things from the king of the Persian Empire. Verse 4, then the king said unto me, for what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And here he prays a short prayer in addition to the four months of prayer right in the presence of the king. What do you want? And so he, he throws out a few ideas and the king says, I'll be happy to pay for it. Go rebuild that city. Amen. I'll take care of it. Now back up to the book of Ezra. We're talking about the power of prayer at this moment. The power of prayer and the power of proper worship. We've given honor to lip service, but we want to give the Lord a whole lot more than lip service in this assembly. We want to give him heart worship, heart adoration, heart dedication today. Ezra 7, this is the same events, um, similar events, related events in the rebuilding of Jerusalem. This is Ezra's version. Chapter 7, verse 27. Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers, which hath put such a thing as this in the king's heart. He's able to do this, to beautify the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem, and hath extended mercy unto me before the king and his counselors and before all the king's mighty princes. And I was strengthened as the hand of the Lord my God was upon me, and I gathered together out of Israel chief men to go up with me. The Lord changes the affairs of nations. Right. He puts it in kings' hearts to want to beautify the Lord Jehovah's temple in Jerusalem. So Ezra and Nehemiah had it paid for by the Persian government. The Assyrian government was turned upside down in its head for opening their mouths against that government and that God. If we were to go back to chapter 6, Ezra chapter 6 and verse 10, Listen to what Darius says about the prayers of God's people for the kings of Persia. Ezra 6.10, this is part of his decree. He wants Jerusalem to offer sacrifices of sweet savers unto the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and of his sons. Also, also, P.S., I have made a decree that whosoever shall alter this word, let timber be pulled down from his house, and being set up, let him be hanged thereon, and let his house be made a dunghill for this. And the God that hath caused his name to dwell there, destroy all kings and people that shall put to their hand to alter and to destroy this house of God which is at Jerusalem. I, Darius, 
Artaxerxes and Ahasuerus of the Persian Empire have made a decree. Let it be done with speed. This is a political manual and a political history of the world. Praise the God of heaven. We worship the ruler of nations. And he moves for his people. He would have saved Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of the plain for 10 righteous souls. Let's be 200 righteous souls and beseech the God of heaven to continue to bless this nation. Let us pray. Oh Lord God, our Father, that dwelt between the cherubims in Israel, that dwells in the highest heaven, whose Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our brother and friend, the head and the cornerstone, the foundation of this church, sits at thy right hand. We bless and we worship thee. We thank thee that thou hast recorded these events from world history to encourage our hearts, to encourage us to prayer, to encourage us to righteousness. Oh, Lord God, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our slothfulness, foolishness, worldliness, carnality of this last week. By the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, through your faithfulness toward him and his sacrifice. And, oh, Lord, purify our hearts that right now they will not be divided. Our minds will not be distracted. We will be focused and attentive, full of affection for thee, thy word, thy kingdom, and your mercy towards your people under both testaments and even before. Oh, Lord God, we're so happy to be in thy house. Hear us, Heavenly Father. I was glad when they said unto me, it was Sunday. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Let our feet stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem. Heavenly Father, we're thankful to be brought into close connection with the general assembly above whose names are written in heaven, the spirits of just men made perfect like Hezekiah, Nehemiah, Ezra, and others. We're thankful for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood of sprinkling that speak of a whole lot better things than that of Abel or any other blood that's ever been shed. We thank thee that he is our Lord. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the blessed and only potentate, and he is coming soon to show himself to this whole world. But we thank thee, Lord of heaven, that you have already shown him to us. We see him in the pages of Scripture. Your Spirit blasts his name in our souls. And we're filled with love for him today. We bow before him. We embrace him. We will follow him. Heavenly Father, grant us the fullness of his pleasure and presence this day by the Holy Spirit. We pray for all your servants this day throughout the world that they will speak boldly and plainly the mystery of the gospel and reveal it as it is plainly recorded. Thus we use great plainness of speech in the pages of the Bible. Heavenly Father, we pray for our nation that you will uphold it, keep it, and save your people in the midst of it. You have not said if all the people of a nation will turn to thee, but if your people, which are called by your name, will turn to thee. And this day we turn to thee more fully than ever. And with joyful, excited, expectant hearts at your mercy toward us, even in this sinful, wicked nation whose sins we confess. Heavenly Father, we pray that this day you will begin your second miracle 
And that is to make a heart change in President-elect Trump. Oh, Lord, mold his heart. Take his heart. Humble his heart. Give him wisdom. Show him truth. Convict him. Bring him to his knees. Humble him. Let the words that come out of his mouth for the next four years declare that a work has been done in his heart. We're asking thee and trusting thee. We do not believe that this is even difficult for thee. We look at these men in the pages of Scripture and the kings that delighted in prayers being made for them and the delight of those that prayed for them seeing the things that you put in the hearts of those kings. We bless and praise thee, thou art the King of kings. We're thankful that we're never going to have a lost battle. The battles and the war have already been won by the certainty of your power because the zeal of the Lord of hosts hath promised it. Father, blessed God, grant us thy Holy Spirit. Lift us up now. Unite our hearts together. Open the pages of Scripture. Let us not be led astray. Let us not misdivide a single verse. Let us apply it wisely, righteously, truly, and honestly. And hear us as we sing. Hear us as we pray. Preach and our fellowship together. Lord, let it be a joyful assembly today for your honor and glory. We bless and we praise thee. Thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And we bless thee with all wisdom and riches and honor and glory and dominion forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.